0: Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. We got to give a big congratulations to our friend Greg Morton. Yes. Originally from Woodstock, Ontario. He is now a contestant on America's Got Talent. And last night he moved on. (laughs) He's headed to the the live... Shows, so he's going to be in the next round of the competition. Now, Greg is a comedian and an impressionist. And here's a little sample of what he did to impress the judges last night. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> His mouth is huge.
1: Come on, Marty. It's time to go back to the future. To infinity and beyond. E.T. <laughs> <laughs> the Dodgers and the 24th and a half century! Magwai! <laughs> Macwai. That's
0: me. Wait! They're gremlins! Don't get them wet! <laughs> <laughs> uh, was Howie Mandel the voice of uh, Mogwai in the Gremlins movie? Because
1: Howie just said, that's me. Oh, was it?
0: I'd look it up.
1: Okay, because because he does that Bobby's World voice that yeah. sounds very similar.
0: Howie Mandel, Gremlins.
1: Gremlins. Gremlins voice, it pops up as an autocomplete. Yeah, Gizmo. He was Gizmo in Gremlins. Wow. A little bit of pandering here, Greg Morton. That's
0: a good way to get bonus points with the judges, right? (laughs) Acknowledge something that they've done. Well, it worked. He's moving on. We had Greg in the FM 96 studios a couple of weeks ago after his first appearance on America's Got Talent. And that was when he did all the Star Wars voices. We asked him if he was a big Star Wars fan, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, I w- I am a true fan. And you know, I remember one time I was at this club. I was in Edmonton. And uh, the bartender was really into Star Wars. And so he played the music. And I was cleaning up my stuff on stage and I just started went up to the mic and I started goofing around. I'm going oh, oh. Join me, Luke. Join me Doing the lightsabers and everything. <laughs> yes, go ahead, young Skywalker. Join me and your father in the dark side of the force. <laughs> <laughs> just, the laugh you know. is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. The lightsaber <laughs> is impressive. Like, Is that a learnable skill, or do you just have to be... It's just vibrating your lips. You a try, Dad. Vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> so you don't even like have so to I do that, you, just, you hum
1: and you. There you go, but close more humming, sure. more humming, and then you got to vibrate your lips. <laughs> hey, I'll take, dirt I'll, I'll take that one it's home to close. my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but the tough, the toughest thing is the is the Wookie. Can you do the Wookiee? No, I, everybody tried. Your girls. turn, Joe. <laughs> I also thought the Luke Skywalker. The no, or like that. Yeah, I've can never you give a, us the Skywalker, okay, Greg? Uh, <laughs> it's so simple. It's so good. I just never had heard it before. I'll never join you!
0: <laughs> his impressions are great, but his face while he's doing them,
1: as entertaining as the noises he's making. So emotive. His Like you said, his mouth is huge. His eyes are huge. And he, he's he got like a Jim Carrey rubber face. He can just stretch it any yeah. way he wants.
0: This is something else that greg morton said to us before he left the fm 96 studios to go back to compete on america's got talent no matter what you guys can call me anytime you can have an interview anytime i'll give you my number after this (laughs) anytime huh greg okay let's test that right now he may be living in los angeles i believe or he's staying in los angeles so that's a three-hour time difference City never sleeps, though. But he said, "Call me anytime." You heard it. Come on. Ah, uh, hey, Greg, how are you?
1: To leave a callback oh, number, press five. Ah. That, that was his voicemail. I guess so. I thought it would be a little crazier than I that. I thought we had him. For, yeah, he could do all those voices. Yeah. She'd be like, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh... Respect my authority. Did I do that? Believe it or not, George isn't at home. I'll leave a message even I'm a voicemail already. <laughs> Jet cries. cried. This thing doesn't end. <laughs> well, wow, what a great audience. But we leave
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, he doesn't want to give it away.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, you yeah.
0: can't you can't do all the impressions on the answering machine, otherwise people
1: won't need to go to your shows. Yeah. And you're a celebrity. If you're Brad Pitt, you don't say, Hi, this is Brad Pitt's phone number. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I know you go, this is Dave's. Stance. No matter what, you guys can call me anytime. Yes. You can have an interview anytime. I'll give you my
0: number after this. <laughs> Maybe not quite any time. <laughs> we'll try and get uh, Greg Morton on the show here. We'll leave him a message. Maybe he'll call us back. Might be sleeping or something. Had a big night last night. Woodstock, Ontario native, comedian and impressionist moving on in America's Got Talent. want
1: to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cop, your peacock,
0: cop, cop. Time for sports. Peacock. Devin Peacock is here. And uh, we should let everybody know, if you've been sitting around waiting for a a big Hulk Hogan wrestling comeback, it's not happening. Hogan was on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast the other day, which I didn't know existed, but now I'm going to have to uh, start listening <laughs> Honestly, to. Honestly,
1: it's awesome. Do you I just, listen to Stone Cold's podcast? Not the podcast itself, but the clips from the podcast on YouTube. Good um, stuff? And Stone Cold's a hilarious dude and a great host. Uh-huh. And he always like asks the people, how's the carcass holding up? <laughs>
0: well, he must have asked that question to Hulk Hogan, and this was his response.
1: Went in for one back surgery, and it turned into having nine back surgeries. So, you know, I was still wrestling, but as soon as they cut on my back, it was game over. I went to a place called Laser Spine. They caught me six times, and they basically took me out of the game. They cut so much bone away, and things went awry. Well, After they told my new wife, Jennifer, I'd never walk again after the sixth surgery, it took me three more 12-hour surgeries to get up on my feet and rolling again. I was down about a year and a half. But all that being said, I'm pretty darn cool. I can't wrestle again, but I'm really cool other than this darn arthritis is kicking in.
0: Dang. They say any publicity is good publicity, but I can't imagine that the surgeons at Laser Spine were too excited <laughs> to, hear, <laughs> to hear Hulk Hogan name drop them during uh, during that podcast appearance.
1: So I'm just looking at a picture of uh, Stone Cold and Hulk. I assume they took after like the podcast. Hulk still looks like... He looks
0: like he's in good shape still. He looks yeah. like he could go into the ring, but it's just, you know... Well,
1: yeah, you, know, you have that many surgeries, and you, you can't walk for a bunch of time while you're recovering. You feel like, you
0: well, why risk it at this point? That guy no, has put his him. body on the line enough. It what? It's a trade-off, right? That uh, guy's had a just a life of a
1: of a god. Yeah, you'd think at this point he wouldn't have to wrestle. Like, why would you want to divorce, Bud? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what happens. He's
1: got his new
0: wife. He's got his old. Uh, ex wife he has to deal with, oh
1: taking all that thunder and paradise money, <laughs> he does have all that gawker money, though, yeah, that's true uh, you're you're right, I what? feel like sometimes these guys can't can't kick it it's like it's like a it's like a rock star man, like they don't have to do it, but they got it in their blood. It's they not about the stage. money, it's
0: about the rush, yeah, well, hogan looks like he's done
1: he's sixty five I mean he's kind of beat the odds for wrestlers, but his move like his move was the leg drop. <laughs> Maybe that would work your spine after a Are you while. Me, all that stuff would hurt you. But as far as physically active wrestlers, Hogan wasn't near the top of that list. <laughs> he stretched it out to a good career.
0: And the opponent that finally
1: takes him down, the dreaded. Cool, other than the star, arthritis is kicking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that oh. arthritis' music? Oh, my God, it's arthritis. <laughs> here comes arthritis. We didn't think we'd see arthritis here today. My God. Taz and Jim, and we got on the, the topic of the movie Gremlins. Uh, I remember I was seven years old, saw it over at the Capitol Theater. It used to be downtown on Dundas Street, and I was so scared. I was with my older sister, Jen. I pretended to go to the bathroom, and then I kind of hid out in the hallway of the theater and didn't want to go back in to watch the end of the movie. But an usher made me, forced me to go back in (laughs) and watch the end of Gremlins. It, It terrified me as a kid, but if you watch that movie now as an adult... It's ridiculous. It's actually quite funny. Uh, So we're asking you guys, what uh, scared you as a kid? What movie scared you as a kid? As an adult, it makes you laugh. Hi, who's this? Oh, yeah, my name is Jason. I got to tell you, I love your show. Thanks, Jason. Uh, and my and I I was listening on both scary movies. It was The Exorcist for me, but that one's still scary. Yeah, I, I I saw The Exorcist on city TV when I was probably ten years old, and it terrifies me still. Yeah, uh, it doesn't terrify me anymore. I love the makeup they do on her now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, And and the pea soup, it is kind of funny when her head spins around. She spits all that pea soup. Yeah, it (laughs) sure is. uh, No, 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 now I just get a laugh out of that movie every time I watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's your name?
1: Hi, my name's Merritt.
0: What movie terrified you as a kid, but now you think it's pretty funny?
1: E.T. E.T., man, that thing gave me such nightmares. That scene when he's in the riverbed, all white. Yeah. That ruined me for years, and I rewatched it as an adult and realized, well, that's kind of an endearing, heartwarming story,
0: and it's <laughs> less terrifying now. I saw it with my parents at the Mustang Drive-In, and I was in the back seat. Oh my gosh! And the the scene where the flashlight first shines on ET and his neck goes up in the cornfield, no. he's like, "Hey!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you can just see go. the leaves rustle. After that, I ducked down and I hit on the floor mat of the car and I was terrified to look at the movie again and right when I like worked up the courage to start watching again I, it was the scene where he's all white in the bathtub yes. and I was like no nope sorry I'm out but you're right it is a pretty sweet movie if you watch it when you're a little <laughs> bit older
1: is. it is but yeah that was, that was a
0: rough one for many years <laughs> hi FM 96 hey
1: I'm calling about the, uh, the movies when you were a kid the scary
0: ones yeah Hey, so when, my, uh, when I was younger, I used to love scary movies. And uh, my older brother, Mike, he did not. And speaking of Howie Mandel this morning, um, Little Monsters was a movie that he did growing up. Yes. Fred you Savage. Where the monsters were under the bed. Yeah, it was basically like Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc., the, the animated Pixar movie, kind of ripped off Little yeah. Monsters. Exactly. My brother was terrified of that movie growing up.
1: I mean, I, I thought it was hilarious. That one is scary, though, because all the monsters live under your bed in some crazy realm. And there, I remember at one point there was like a flamethrower and it melts a monster. That was an intense movie for that's
0: kids. That's right. Yes, that's right,
1: too. <laughs> you know what was a scary
0: one? Monster Squad. Monster Squad. If you haven't seen Monster Squad, Jim, you got to watch it. It's a bunch of kids, and they hunt like Wolfman and Dracula and the mummy. Is it from the 80s, too? It's from the 80s, but they, the kids' movies, they were much more intense yeah. back in the 80s. Yeah, there's
1: none. nothing like that nowadays, eh?
0: Hi, FM 96. Good morning. Hey, what movie terrified you as a I, uh, youngster?
1: You have to go with Jaws.
0: Jaws. After watching Jaws, we had a swimming pool. I was terrified in the swimming pool and I'd even get scared in the bathtub thinking a shark was going to come out of the the drain and eat me. Oh, it was wrong. I was like five years old, but didn't understand how drains work. <laughs> I just thought, if you're in the water, I just felt like if I was in the water, there was always a shark behind <laughs> <Yeah>. me.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> My sister and I were terrified forever, and I'm, we went to a trip to uh, Dominican Republic. We went scuba diving, and you have to jump backwards. I swore Jaws was there waiting for, for me to drop in his mouth. So <laughs> just mouth <laughs> open. Uh... It, it, it destroyed me forever. <laughs> And now when I watch it, just like you said, with the Gremlins, it's so, so phony. It's unbelievable.
0: Still a good movie, though.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, it's uh, one to take down forever for history.
0: Hey, who's this? Nathan, how you doing? Nathan, what movie terrified you as a kid, but now you find it kind of funny? Uh, To be honest, I
1: still hate that movie. It still scares the crap out of me. It's a never-ending story.
0: Oh, yeah, yep.
1: That giant dog, that white dog, could just eat me in one... I used to have nightmares about that
0: dog. <laughs> and whenever we were kids, my dad, we'd have... Um, I had two siblings, so we had to do a vote. My brother and sister would always pick The NeverEnding Story, and I would always pick Top Gun. And whenever my dad wouldn't vote, I lost, so I was stuck watching that movie. And so I'm 35 years old, and that movie still scares the crap out of me. The Nothing was the worst. All it was ah. was a dark sky coming for you, but just... The sense. And what about when he, when he has to run through those statues with the laser beams and there's all the skeletons there? Oh, my God, yeah. And uh, the horse that died in the that horse died. Drum, that was the worst thing ever. <laughs> I hate that movie. You're so traumatized, man. <laughs> and I, the worst I, part I, is you, you're watching it for the first time in the theater and it's such a traumatic experience and you don't think it's ever going to end. No, I
1: know. <laughs> the only worse about this is it's never ending.
0: <laughs> Have you heard the term catchler's before? Is that a bachelor who's a real catch? No, it's a bachelor who instead of having a girlfriend gets himself a cat. He's a catchler. Sounds creepy. (laughs) Dudes with cats always have freaked me out. Yeah? Single guys with cats. I used to work with a guy, and he had two cats. Two? Two. I'd go over to his place, and just the way he treated the cats, and they'd sit on his lap, and he'd rub them, and he'd baby talk to them. I'm like, and the smell of the litter box. Yeah. You know, it's... uh, It's not my thing, but a new study found that more and more single guys are getting cats because they feel like it takes the pressure off them having to find a partner. 50% of cat-owning single men say their cat helps keep them calm. One in four think their cat makes them come across as a more loving person. One in five single men think that owning a cat would have a positive effect on their romantic life. And one in six catchlers... Claim it has helped them land more dates.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that one. I do. I feel like if you get a cat, it means you're too lazy to own a dog, because they kind of like <laughs> take care of take care of themselves. I got nothing against cats. I had cats growing up, but they were like barn cats. And they'd walk around, they'd do their own thing. They'd never be in the house. Uh huh. They'd be around, catch catch mice. They were fun. But I could never see myself owning one, let alone two cats, in an apartment or a house. Well, catchlers are on the rise. And it makes
0: sense. If they're just using the cats to, to get more dates, you know, I I understand that. If it's working it's for not, them. But it's not working. Well, they say it is. One in six catchlers claim it's having the cat has helped them
1: land a date. Okay. But I mean, if you had a dog... Like, that's not even fair. Like, a single guy with a dog, I would say. It just doesn't seem like a great strategy. You think the dog is going to get you more dates than the cat is? Without a doubt.
0: Here's the problem, though. What if the girl falls in love with your dog instead of you? Check out this story from England. A uh, woman decided that on live television she was going to give up on men and marry her dog. Her name's Elizabeth Hoad, 49 year old former swimsuit model.
1: Oh, my goodness. Got
0: married to her six year old golden retriever, Logan, on live British television in, in front of thousands of viewers. And here's a little clip of the ceremony.
1: Dearly, be wowed. I stand here today to join together Elizabeth Mary Frances Hode and Logan Humphrey II, the Golden Retriever. If any persons here present has a bone of contention as to why they may not be joined together, uh. I, I will now pause to, to let them speak. Bark. <laughs> <laughs> now or forever, hold their peace. Logan, do you agree to take Elizabeth to be your partner for life? I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. I pronounce you now as dog and woman. Oh, Amazing! Yeah. <laughs> I
0: didn't hear the dog say anything. Yeah, first this of does, all. There should
1: be some doggy <laughs> consent. Does he know what he's signing up for? If they <laughs> if they break up, half of the dog's bones and bowls and toys are going to the lady. Did you hear hear her at the start of the ceremony telling
0: him to sit down?
1: Dearly, be wowed. Sit. I stand oh, here geez. today.
0: Yeah, already running the show. <laughs> he's in for a long rest of his life. He literally can't wear the pants. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about uh, this trend. uh, Men apparently getting cats, single men, catchlers, Hmm. are on the rise. And a lot of them say it helps them get women. Jim says that there's no way a cat could get you more women than a dog could. Shannon disagrees with that statement. Jim, trust me, having a cat works better than a dog. Plus, if you have a cat, you can stay out all night. No need to let the dog out for a crap. Cats go in the box down in the basement.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, like, it doesn't help you get women. A woman has to already be back at your home before she can be impressed by your cat. Like you, A dog, you go to the beach or you go into public, and it, and it does the work for you. Uh-huh.
0: It, right. You could go to the dog park and meet another dog owner there. Yeah, a cat does
1: not help Socialize.
0: you pick up women. Unless you're like our buddy Dave Gibbs from Courtesy Ford. He's got 3 cats and he set up Instagram accounts for each of his cats. No! I didn't know that about Dave. He has 3 cats, so he must have 3 girlfriends. <laughs> I think he's got one wife. And, oh. But she's a, she's a very nice lady. Yeah. He, he did well, so I don't know if the cats attracted her to him, but uh, uh she's got 3 cats, they're all his.
1: They In the house, Instagram accounts <laughs> yeah. that makes me want to throw up. Sorry, Dave, you're a good guy, but that is disgusting.
0: If you're a cat lover and you're looking to buy a Ford, go see Dave. <laughs> and yeah, <courtesy>. exactly. <laughs>